Hello, and welcome to the Gone But Not Forgotten podcast. I'm Audrey Cornell. And I'm Louise Coleman. And today we are covering the old Hollywood actress, Jean Tierney. So maybe we could just start with sharing some general thoughts and what was the first film of hers we saw. So I got into it through the preparation for the Natalie Wood episode with watching The Ghost of Mrs. Muir. I didn't know who Jean was. Like, in terms of old Hollywood actresses, yeah, she literally never has crossed my radar. Never encountered her before that. So this preparation, I actually started off quite low. And I watched my first Jean film, which is crazy, was Where the Sidewalk Ends. Oh, okay. And it's not going to be, it's not going to be mentioned again. Like, okay. <laughs> it's not in any of my lists. Like, yeah, I didn't watch but, that one. No, it wasn't. It was fine. It's fine. Okay. But I feel like it made me realize, okay, this is what the Jean films are going to be like. And I had some surprises, like there were some golden ones in there. But yeah, I'm glad to have discovered her. But she's not one to leave like a lasting presence on me, which sure. I was so mean. <laughs> <laughs> also, I do want to say I do like her, and also I I think she's absolutely gorgeous. Oh my god, she's a beautiful woman. But yeah, so I. Favorable. The opinion has gone from nothing to favorable. Okay, so that's good. Maybe like a, a six on a, on a scale. <laughs> what about you, Audrey? What about you? Also, the first is Ghost and Mrs. Mirror for me, but obviously I watched her Natalie, so I wasn't really like paying attention to it in that yeah. sense. I think in general, I'm not really a fan of her or her films, and I hate to admit that because obviously this podcast is about celebrating people and their legacy but I guess in a way it's good to not like you don't have to like everyone yes yes and I think it's human it's human to not like everyone yeah and we can still honor her yeah probably in like a total stan yeah and I think it it's her personal life to me that's like more interesting and we can learn a lot from that and talk a lot about that too especially in relation to the stigmas against mental health. But yeah, I think my general thoughts would just be, to me, she just doesn't stand out as much compared to a lot of other, like her peers, which I think was a a question I did have was for you, like how does she compare to other 40s, 50s starlets? It was interesting to me because why didn't Jean have that lasting appeal as of the 40s, say Lauren Bacall did, or even Rita. It's just very interesting to me that, yeah, she's not well known, I don't think so, like, at all. And then you see her co-stars, and they're very famous people. It's very odd. I'm wondering if she falls under just, like, an umbrella, and, like, there's nothing, oh, God, that's what I mean, but there's nothing, like, unique. There's no Uh USP. She's just, she's just an actress. Uh, she's got she's brunette hair it's just basic things like that yeah she doesn't you know, like sing the she doesn't dance exactly she just hasn't got a lasting cult she's not in pop culture minus like the film Nora which I still don't really understand why that is as famous as it yeah but like, like <laughs> yeah me neither she's just not as show-stopping as mm-hmm. the other actresses of that time were yeah which is, which is sad, but you, you want to be remembered. And you do watch these films and you're like, okay, that was kind of iconic. She has this kind of, she's got this, and we could say this as women, but she's got this bitchy attitude to her, mm. and catty. And that's also very camp, things like that. <laughs> but then, yeah, she's just not, 
remembered Mm -hmm. for her acting. And when people do talk about her, I mostly just hear them say, oh, she had the look or she was very stylish or whatever, but I don't really hear them say anything about her as an actor. There's kind of a distance between me as an audience member and her as a performer that just puts me off. Yes. Because I really want to be able to grasp onto something or connect to an actor through their willingness to put themselves on camera and expose themselves like that. Yeah. And she just, to me, plays the same role in a lot of her films. You mentioned she played a lot of stone cold kind of characters. That is also not as interesting to me. <laughs> it's also just the type of films. They're just not my mm-hmm. type of films. The 40s is just such a weird decade to me. And I just don't really, I've never really liked the films of that decade. So I think that's always been put at a little bit of disadvantage. But, but like, obviously I would never write off it just because, oh, it's from the 40s or it's a genre I don't like. But yeah, it's just a lot of these films are like noirs and, and mm-hmm. or police procedurals. And I just think, yeah, not my sort of thing. Sure. We talked about in the read episode, we didn't like a lot of, the types of films she was in, but she still made them interesting to watch. And do you think, I hate to compare women, but they were often pitted against each other because they were, they dated a lot of the same men and they're the same age and stuff like that. But I just feel like Rita kind of had that warmth and like personality that Jean was just lacking. Yes, there was, there's charisma from Rita and there's a different type of charisma from Jean. It's just like you said, we could easily relate to Rita's characters. Jeans, we couldn't. Like, yeah. you know, or it was very difficult to. I want to know their struggle. I want to feel their struggle. I want to root for them. And also, ah, see, this isn't Jean's fault, but I'm also mm-hmm. just starting to think as well, a lot of her roles, that's yeah. definitely a product of its time. Not her fault at all. I need to relate to the character to like root for them, to watch the film, want them to go through this journey. And just, it didn't happen a lot for yeah. Jean's characters. Like her you? characters are just very rooted in misogyny. Not her fault at all, but yeah. she just doesn't really bring, for me, like a more human side to it. Um, yeah. And I just got tired of watching her just be so mean to people. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or like people being mean to her. I don't know. That's not fun. Yes. Yeah. We don't want to watch that. No. The first film, literally, where does Typhoon end? Her first scene, so this is the first proper scene I watched for prep, she gets slapped by her partner. Oh my god. Yeah. The and first slapper. scene. So literally just like a classic slap in a, that a man would do to a woman in a 40s film. Oh my like, god. For God's sake. Like, this is, so this is what I'm preparing for. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. So I think she's really just a byproduct of that time period and yes. how people yes. viewed women. I'm trying not to feed into that, but it's also difficult when that's the only role she played. We've got to look at it. I know we're not this, so I hate to call us this. We've got to look at it from like a film critic perspective. You are. I'm, I do not see myself that. So as well, just for, to let you know, is that Laura mm-hmm. and the Ghost and Mrs. Muir is only is Jean's only films on the 1001 movies list. Which is really? like kind of insane. Just why Laura? I don't understand it. Yeah, the general consensus is it's just the films of the period are not really for us. Yes. But we still have to do our top three films. <laughs> but by God's point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little disclaimer. These just stand out amongst the films I've seen, but I wouldn't really put them on like a, I like this list anywhere else. 
Do you want to start? Oh, yeah, don't mind. Okay. My number three, this is controversial because it's actually yeah. my highest rated Jean film. Oh, okay. But I've put it as number three because I watched it last month and I don't really remember it. So, oh, no. so it's, it's Dragon Wick. Okay. I really liked it when I watched it. I do have to say, I just love Vincent Price so much. Yeah. Like, maybe not in this film. And I did not expect him to show up in all these Dream Tyranny films as well. Yeah. So it was a beautiful surprise. He's one of those actors as well where, oh my God, sorry. This isn't the Vincent Price show, but it's just like, <laughs> he's one of those actors that like, you don't know young. So like when I saw him mm-hmm. in Dragonwick, I was like, oh my God, okay. Because he's also very young in Laura as well. So it's yeah. funny to see. But and he doesn't have a mustache. And right? some of yeah. them, yeah. Yes. Clean face. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> but like this. He needs the mustache. Really does. <laughs> but yeah, I really like Dragon Wick. I think it gave me Rebecca vibes, which I loved. One of my favorite books, one of my favorite Hitchcock films is Gothic Horror Vibes. At first, I was so worried because they're described as cousins, her and Vincent. Oh yeah. Oh great. That means they're gonna that means they're gonna marry. Oh god. Incest storyline. Yeah, of course. <laughs> then later on he says that they're not really cousins. So I was like, okay, we're back in. We're back in, guys. <laughs> he has this really rich estate, and she's poor and moves in with him, but he's got a wife who's dying. And we later find out that he is the one killing her off in a way. And then he does also does the same to Jean. And they're like near the end. But I wrote in my notes that actually, so like, when Vincent Price talks to his first wife, he's horrible to her, other than everyone else in the film. They're really nasty to her. But then when he talks to Jean's character, it's really romantic. <laughs> At least for me. I'm like, oh, together. And they dance together as well. Vincent Price dancing. What? It's an incredible thing. But it's just a good little gothic horror film. It kept me very entertained. Normally, a lot of the films, I've been, I just felt a bit bored during. But this one wasn't on my phone. It was very good. I think she fits that kind of period aesthetic very well. Yes. Yeah. I'm surprised she didn't do that many. I think she must, She did a lot of more modern set in that current time. <laughs> God, yeah, you're right, actually. like she, Yeah, she really had the fakes for 1800s, say. Yeah. <laughs> did you... So you liked them together because i did yes how many did they do like four yes i think i've only seen uh, from them too i think i only did see laura dragon with oh okay you didn't watch leave her to heaven oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, we can talk about Leave It to Heaven. Soon, yeah, right? we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll win that. Yes, so yes. Three out of four. Okay. I'll take that. Yeah. What's the fourth? Oh, Hudson's Bay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no. I did not watch that. <laughs> that might be, I could have been the first one. That's 41. Did you watch any of her war films? Oh, my God, I did. Yeah. I okay. watched that oh, my God. <laughs> The freaking one. Oh, what was it called? Oh, Jesus. I hated it. I actually hated it. Wait, let me find it. You'll probably know it's like <laughs> Thunderbirds. Oh, yeah. The flying one, right? Oh, my God. It was so bad. <laughs> awful, awful. I think yeah. after you read it, I was like, no more war films. No, I'm, I'm done. done. <laughs> out. Yeah, I don't blame you. Hey, Audrey, do I hit, okay. hit, hit us with yours, sir? Sure. Okay, my number three 
is that wonderful urge. Okay, love it. Which I can I just say, yeah, I loved it. It's not in my top three, so I love this film. Okay, good. So you can talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Tell me about it. Yes. So this came out in 1948. It was her last movie with Tyrone Power. And the reason I picked it is because it was one of the only comedies that she did. And it was really nice to see her doing a lot of physical comedy and verbal sparring and stuff like that. Obviously, the movie is very of its time. There's some horrible gender politics. Oh, Uh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Which definitely do not make it funny. It's supposed to be funny, but it it's really not. Yeah, However, yeah. there's enough other stuff going on that can overshadow that a little bit. But I like the plot. I do think it's done a lot better in the original, though. Who was in the original? It was Tyrone Power. Oh my god, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, and Loretta Young. <gasps> I love so, Loretta Young. I think you'd like the movie, yeah. Oh my god, okay. So when did they make it then? When, what, the 30s? Uh, yeah, it was 37. Wow, so, so they funny, made it 10 okay. years later. I love that. <laughs> Poor Tyrone. Like, he was, <laughs> was probably sick of that. But uh, anyway, he obviously really funny in that too. And I think they just play off each other really well. I do think like the enemies to lovers thing is executed really poorly. But it is fun to see them like being really mean to each other. <laughs> However, I think the romance part is definitely unnecessary, but it's expected because yeah. it's the 40s. And the the side characters are fun too. So I think everybody adds a little bit of something to the film. But anyway, I would recommend the original. It's called Love is News. It definitely also has some problems too, so, but they're different. But anyway, I think they balance each other out a little bit. And Jean does a good job. She's not too similar to Loretta Young. Yeah. She makes it her own character. And it's fun to just see her be more lighthearted. I'm just looking at my notes again. And the first thing I wrote about it was, do you remember our favorite actor, Chill Wills? Yeah. in this. (laughs) I love Chill. He's going to be my stats. I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch all Chill's films. Yeah. I love old Hollywood character actors. Like, they're the best, honestly. So great. So great. <laughs> yeah, um, Chill's number one fan, maybe. Like, yeah. Chill. Um, a chili? I don't know what we chili. Yeah, we're chili. <laughs> chili willies. <laughs> Perfect. I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. This is yeah. what it's like. I've just been reading, there is one good thing about the gender politics. Yeah. Is that finally a man is getting tricked into marriage because I told all the newspapers that they were married. That's true. Finally, it's finally happened, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) We've won. I feel like this is definitely a time, for me at least, this is like a a better Tyrone film than a Jean film. Yeah. Jean's honestly not in it that much. She's not. Yeah. Yeah. She's not compared to Tyrone. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I think hurts the movie a little bit because it would be good if they had equal development. Yes, yeah. We definitely see his like his side of it more, but it would be cool to see how she felt about it too yes. and how she came up with her pranks or whatever. 
Um, yeah, it's very one-sided. That's very true, actually. I love that he's writing, like, salacious columns about her. That's very funny. They reveal yeah. it too soon, though. I wanted it to go on a bit more. Yeah, the newspaper writing was more important in the first one, and I think it got lost in this one because that's how they the conflict comes to be. I think it should be more important, but yeah. Yeah. I like the part where the editor like reads the story of that they got married and he's like, if you don't get out of here, then the next issue will be printed in your blood or something like that. Oh <laughs> I just thought that was really Whoa. dark. <laughs> chill. Come on. Chill out. <laughs> and I'm not referring to chill. No. <laughs> wait a minute, wait. Yeah. It's chill wills in the original. No. Not I don't think it. so. Not watching it. <laughs> Sorry, not watching it. <laughs> not worth it. <laughs> Okay, what about you? Number two. Number two. Okay. So I went with, I don't know, I wonder what you think about this one. Okay. I went with rings on her fingers. Oh, yeah. I did really like it. Yeah. Uh, it's literally, I wrote my review for this. It's literally like Lady Eve, another yeah. hot woman scamming Henry Fonda for money. <laughs> Brilliant. The perfect um, movie. It's so good. And I really like Henry Fonda in it. I love Jean in it. There mm. is a bit. Oh, my God. When she's in her swimming costume. I literally oh, yeah. guessed. I was like, this is too much. And then she sat in a way that Henry has to look at her. And uh-huh. He's looking at her. and Oh, my God. This is a lot. Yeah. And there, he was talking about the boat with the guy on the phone. And he's like, how are her ankles? Anchors. <laughs> I love yeah, it. I love it. Good. I love it. I love it. Henry Fonda can play that type of man very well. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's brilliant. Jean works in a store. She's a bit poor. Also, her and her friend in it is very me and you coded. I wrote that down. <laughs> and they, they live together as well. And they're like in the store, like roasting people. It's brilliant. And then she gets in with, this, with these con people as their like personal shopper. And then they want to con Henry Fonda. And they like con him into a boat and stuff like that. But like, they're just so funny. I'm sorry. Henry Fonda and Jean Tierney are like brilliant in this. I think they're hilarious. Yeah. Jean, when she does it like her comedy, I think she's great. Yeah. Really good. I like her dry, very kind of sarcastic, kind of dark humor. Yeah. Her comedies were way better than the the drama roles she did. Yeah. And same with Henry Fonda. So I think like putting them together because they did the Frank James movie. Yes. um, And I did not care about that. But it's a huge difference in this movie. Henry Fonda is a great comedic actor as well. Like I think he definitely doesn't get enough credit for it. No. Oh, oh my God. When they're on the carriage as well together, they sing to each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love it. What was Very the sweet. video I sent you where, where Henry yes, was like... He says something, doesn't he? Oh. He's like, slap me, daddy. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> like, Henry Fonda, like, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong. Way ahead of his time. He was so ahead of his time. Yeah. <laughs> But it was like a boomer moment because he was like, all the music nowadays. <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah, he was hating on it. Yeah. Uh, things were simple in grandma's day. People didn't hurry through life. They took time to enjoy it. Nobody tried to own the whole world. They found pleasure in the little things. Even the songs were nicer. Put on your old 
gray bonnet with the blue ribbons on it. And we'll hitch old Dobbin to the shade. Through the fields of clover, we will ride to Dover on our golden wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the songs women inspire today. Beat me, Daddy. Eight to the bar. <laughs> get to your number two okay i don't think you watch this one okay. we'll probably talk about it more in a later episode because it uh has a future subject in it but Ooh. that movie is benjamin blake's son of fury okay yeah this is another tyrone power movie and gene plays this one like islander woman a little problematic but, <laughs> but oh, no. goes to this island for some reason and they like fall in love i don't really like the movie in that aspect i just think it's a really interesting film and there's a ton of amazing actors in it there's tons of fighting like physical fighting and like, oh, wow. buckling and stuff and i love watching that nice. yeah because they don't proper do it there's no there's no yeah. special effect but that's them doing it yeah they're literally sword fighting and it's so cool it just has a lot of different stuff i feel like there's action there's romance there's bromance <laughs> interesting that's a different role for Jean. Mm-hmm. she's normally the higher up in society or rich and elegant and so hearing her play island girl is quite interesting yeah that's all I'm going to say on that because I don't. I need to watch it again. No, I'm... we're going to do a special segment on, yeah. the, on a future episode about this film, okay? You're going to love my number one film. Okay. <laughs> the Return of Frank James. <laughs> I would not have guessed that. Oh, my God. Jean's character in it really reminded me of Natalie's in The Great Race. About oh, yeah. how there's like reporters and women and they want to get away up in the world. So, yeah, so The Return of Frank James is about with also still can't believe that jesse james's brother who i still can't believe is tyrone powers like how is jesse james tyrone powers what and i didn't even realize that until the end i also only know about jesse james from that film title that came out recently with like casey affleck it's like oh yeah the assassination by the coward robert you know what i mean that so i know robert ford who was a coward shot him okay yeah i know that great okay good But we don't need to know that. Forget all of that. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, so it's just about Frank James's brother. What kind of what happens in this film? <laughs> Why does he come into town? Why does he come into town? He wants to avenge his brother. That's it. That's he it. pretended to be dead. <laughs> he's in hiding. Yeah. yeah. So when he's in town, Jean Tierney's character, she's just writing an article about it, and she says, "I." I don't know, you're probably going to disagree, but I think she's like quite feminist in the way that she presents herself. She does a quote, she says, women are awakening, they want to do things. And I just love that. Yeah, girl, you can Because like, her dad doesn't want her to be a reporter. And she's really fighting against it. And then there's something about children. And then she says, everybody's to their own taste. Like, she does not want kids. I think that's amazing. Like, you don't yeah. see that in like old films. I love it. But yeah, I just like that she fights the power. She wants to be a reporter. The woman in a man's world, she's going for what she wants. And then yeah. to be really shallow as well, I just really... I know there's a very big age difference, and it's very obvious, but I just think they're quite cute together. Like, And also made me realise that, wow, Ken Fonda is quite hot. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, he's kind of boyish, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, this is like rugged. He's got, you know, he's got like the stubble. Yeah. yeah. I get and it. And his technicolor. So you see his blue eyes. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. I think Ooh. it was a good, or at least an interesting one for it to be her first film. Yes. Yes. That's her first film. And it's a Fritz Lang film as well. And he is, I think he's brilliant. I'm, I love Fritz Lang. I think his story is incredible about how, oh, his evil wife was a Nazi and she was going to sell him off. And, oh, I hate her so much. And he escaped because he wasn't going to make like Nazi propaganda films. I just love everything about Fritz Lang. I think he's brilliant. And like, how scary is that? Anything. What if he didn't get out? Oh, it's crazy. But he's a great one to make a Western. And I think maybe that's why I liked it. Because I don't like Westerns, but I like his style of storytelling and filmmaking. And I think it just didn't feel like a Western. There was like, there's like a romance aspect. There's also some great feminist moments. I just really liked it for her first film as well. She does not like a lot of her characters either. No. Yeah. Going out and actually doing like her own job and things like that. So mm-hmm. that's quite good to see. Yeah. For her first one. I think it would have been cool she could have played more characters like that just feisty and a go-getter it's on youtube as well i recommend it um but i also completely understand where you're coming from with it i get it yeah i wasn't a fan but i did think it's really just because it was a sequel and it didn't add anything to the first movie so maybe as a standalone it's okay yeah yeah because it's henry fonda in the first film like probably okay but he's more of a side character in that. And I think Frank James, at least the way they wrote him, is more of a side character. Yes. No knock on Henry, of course, but I just think he's not really written to like it's interesting enough. He needs Jesse James. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's Jesse James. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> but the funny thing about the Frank James movie to me is they've if they played the part of the end when he gets shot like at the beginning of the yeah. sequel like it's some television callback like like a previously on yeah they're like previously on but i just thought that was funny not that he got shot but just like no. <laughs> in case you forgot yes but also i thought it was quite cool because i'm not i i don't know anything about the story so i didn't even know how we shot him or what was so cowardly about it and then you see it and it's oh okay i get it now yeah it's actually really depressing. Not that I care about Frank James and he was probably a horrible person or yeah. Jesse James, or both of them, but Jesse, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were probably horrible people in real life, but it is Hollywood after all. So there's also Mid- I just remember there's a really good yeah. bit in Frank James when um Henry Fonda enters like a play and they're doing a retelling of, of the, the, the Jesse James killing. And it's that's so funny. In modern day, they'd be like going to the cinema and singing yeah. it. And like in these times they were going to the theater love it yeah that just goes to show like how quickly people will what's a mythologize history and kind of make the legends and all that yeah they're even doing it back in those days yeah it's crazy (laughs) i'm glad you liked it though okay it was all right i think it's more so like something by surprise yeah yeah i wasn't expecting that to be your your top (laughs) i know right what (laughs) I'm intrigued to hear your number one, but I think I might know what it is. Okay. You want to say, what is it? Yeah, it's uh, Rings on Her Fingers. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> look, at, look at Henry Fonda. Look, yeah. Don't talk about it. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I don't have much to add because we just talked about it. But once again, a comedy is more fun. They definitely ripped off The Lady Eve, but I think they did enough with it to make it different. And Jean's character is a lot different than Barbara Stanwyck's character because to me, she genuinely feels bad about conning Henry Fonda. Yes, and I think she she actually likes him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Barbara, I was like, "Mm, I, I... I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> she I think she's still using him. But no, I thought the progression was a lot more natural and sweeter to me in this movie. And I think it also helped they didn't make Henry as dumb as they did in the Lady Eve. <laughs> that yes. makes a difference. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he's actually believable. Like yeah. yeah. Like he's, he's just naive. Yeah. And a little dopey. But he's not stupid. <laughs> He plays dopey so well. (laughs) Yeah. One thing I would have liked more about it is if we had kept more of the character that Jean was at the beginning, where she was more... Like, normal, in a way. Yeah. Because she transitioned so quickly to the con woman lifestyle. Pretending to be rich. Like, she never goes back. Yeah. So I think it would have been fun if she'd always kept that, because to me... I didn't feel like her character would have just totally erased all of that personality. Yeah. 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 Those are my top three. I'm not like super confident in all of them. No, that's fair. That's very fair. I think this is the top three. Okay. What have you got for your underrated performance from Jean? I already talked about this movie, but I went with that wonderful urge. I don't hear anyone talking about that movie really in relation to her I feel like she embodies the character a lot better it feels more natural for her than some of the other roles where it definitely feels like she's performing more yes um yeah but I think with this role she can blend that haughtiness and then some of her natural humor as well it's just yeah completely different brand for her what about you so I've gone on like the opposite end of the spectrum and I've gone for some of her like I've done two films that I didn't really enjoy, but <laughs> when I watched them, I thought, whoa, this is a completely different vibe I'm getting. Yeah. I've gone for Whirlpool and Personal Affair. Okay. They're both dark, darker roles. Whirlpool is about this woman who gets caught shoplifting and then she basically gets blackmailed by Ferrer. What's his? Ah, I can't even think of Miguel Ferrer. Oh, what, you know, Jose. Um, Jose Ferrer, that's it. Yeah. And just because he's the only one that knows why. And he's, he's like a hypnotist or whatever. Like in those days, I didn't really like it. I don't know if I really rate Otto Preminger. I don't know. It's just not really the one for me. It's yeah, not- I don't like him. <laughs> no, <not> perfect. <laughs> uh, oh, there's so many of his films. Like, yeah. My thought when I watched it was, wow, this is a really mature role. This is a really adult role. It just feels a lot more serious, a lot more darker. And it was just a change from what I'd watched. I recently watched Personal Affair about last week or something. And it's about, they're in like the English countryside and Jean is married to this English professor. And then one of his students comes over and she's the student's madly in love with the guy. And then Jean's like to her, that's my husband. You're just a little <laughs> girl. What are you doing? And then the girl goes missing. And so it's oh. like a whole thing. Great on paper. Not the best result. Like, okay. Because Jean's also not in it that much. But once again, it, it, it's just a lot darker mood for her. Mm-hmm. The film's not the best. I think her performances were very good in a role that I had not seen her in before. Okay. Nice. Preminger, he was 
her favorite director to work with. And I just find that really odd because he was known for being really mean and hard to work with. I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. But I just was wondering your thoughts on that because to me, she never really seemed like the kind of person that would want a dictator type director. Yes. But I guess she did. See, maybe I get the vibe that maybe she would have worked better like that. Yeah. Like no nonsense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's told exactly what to do. Yeah. I just thought that was unexpected because like nobody else liked working with him. Oh, that's tea. Oh my God. Yeah. Is, that, is that right? I love that. But I also just don't like his movies. Yeah. No, I'm not the parent. I'm not a Yeah. <laughs> I've not seen that Anatomy of a Murder. I actually always thought that was a Hitchcock film. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I, I hated it. Yeah. It's court. You might like it. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate courtroom stuff. I hate legal things. Speaking of courtroom dramas. Yes. Do you. <laughs> Oh, what a yes what a segue sorry yeah. I just gotta, yeah. let's talk about leave her to heaven this was jean's only oscar nominated role yes. let's discuss that do you think that was a deserved nomination do you think she should have won we can talk about the other nominees because i did write them down so amazing amazing <laughs> and then are there any other movies you think she should have been nominated for I'm going to say something controversial. Okay. I actually didn't. I, I like this film. I like this film. Oh, I okay. Good. Yeah. I, at first I was thinking, what's up with this film? What is it? Yeah. Just like a romance? <laughs> what's going on? What? She met him on the train. Interesting. Okay. It's, she's reading his book right in front of him, which is so funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was thinking, okay, what, why is this Oscar nominated? And then they get married and she turns Oh my god, I just think it's brilliant. I don't want to be spoilery, but so she turns into a very jealous woman. And I used to be very jealous. So I was like, oh my god, wait a minute. Queen. And I thought, how incredible. I might contradict myself because maybe these are what the other nominees are like. Normally, females, like actresses nominated at the Oscars, it's just bought in that time period as well. It's just mm-hmm. boring roles. To nominate a character, like morally repulsive, she literally. Obviously, major trigger warning, but she 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 gives us she makes herself have a miscarriage. That character got Oscar nominated. I think that's brilliant. I think it's insane. I think it's yeah. great. She this is such big spoilers. She drowns his brother. Evil. Yes, the female characters. I just love it, and I love that's what got nominated. I think it's really out there from the Academy to nominate such an evil woman. Yeah, <laughs> evil character. That's I true. Brilliant. What about you? What are your thoughts? I hated this movie, but it's really not my vibe at all. This might make me sound psychotic, but (laughs) that's a great way to start a sentence. I love it. I didn't think she was that bad. I know she was responsible for (laughs) some bad things, but like the only reason she got there was because her husband was ignoring her. Yeah, yeah, and like her whole family was really mean to her. Oh my so, god! Just yeah, yeah, yeah. And her dad died. The dad stuff. The dad stuff. Yeah, stuff. like oh, some weird. Freud would be looking into this. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so that I just thought that was interesting because I'd always heard about her 
being like one of the greatest movie villains of all time. And I really just thought she was kind of, I don't want to say misunderstood. Obviously she like watched a boy drown and I do not okay that at all. <laughs> but I just think like this up at the beginning, yeah. um, like the first half or something. I didn't think she was that bad. I don't know. Yeah. I, um, I felt like she was good in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't showing her true self. But I wanted her to go a little more psychotic. I think that would have been more fun. She was honestly chill. Who else was nominated? I'm like so intrigued. Okay, so we have the winner was Joan Crawford for Mildred Pierce. Cool. I've not seen that movie. I think she's been saying in that. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, Joan. Yeah. (laughs) And then we have Ingrid Bergman for Bells of St. Mary's. Okay. Never seen that. No. (laughs) Then we have Greer Garson for Valley of Decision. God, what a list. Oh my God. And then we have Jennifer Jones for Love Letters. Okay. So I haven't seen any of those. I can't make a comment on that. Um, no, neither have I actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, it wasn't it wasn't Oscar worthy, like winning wise. I like they got nominated, yeah. but it, yeah, if she would have won, I would have been like, really? Okay. Yeah. Nah. Not the one. I think it was a different also than what I thought it was going to be like two. So I was a little disappointed. It didn't really yeah. start rolling along until it was almost over. It's it very true. Yeah, it's, it takes a while to get into it. It definitely does. Do you think her character was like a, I know we keep talking about misogyny, but like was she kind of a byproduct of the thinking of that time? I don't see it like that. I really don't. I think maybe like they just like finally showed a woman in that area I don't know I feel like because I I just didn't I've just never really seen a character like that in that era that's why I feel like if it was misogynist obviously it probably is but it would have been happening in a lot of other films I really like the fact that the villain was a woman yeah but probably there's way of there's so many better arguments to say that it was (laughs) like like probably what, what like what what do you think I don't know. I think for me, it was just in the sense that, oh, she's a bad person because she doesn't want to be pregnant. I read it more as being a sad movie, I guess, for her character, because she kept getting put in all these positions where all of these men were like telling her what to do or that she couldn't do anything or she just had to be a wife and a mother um, and she didn't want to be. And so I, it's just a weird angle to put on it that it's like, oh, she's a murderer because she forced herself to have a miscarriage Yeah. when her only other option really probably was to like have the kid and then not be happy with yeah, it. Yeah, the lose-lose. But then, yeah, then there's the whole thing with, what was his name, Danny or something? The little brother. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's hard it. to read that for me. Obviously... That was not right of her to watch him drown. But why would she do that just to get the attention of her husband? Which once again, I think is what it all goes back to. Yeah. Is if he wasn't ignoring her, she wouldn't have killed his brother. See, I'm team husband because I don't think he he wasn't ignoring her. I don't know. Because I actually, yeah, I don't know. He was just boring. Maybe if he was a better actor or like character, it would have made more sense. Like, he was just so boring. I think women being villains is definitely more needed. But I do wish it was, like, under better circumstances. Written better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and less of a based on men kind of thing, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to give yeah. you another one of our performances though, that would be worthy. <laughs> uh, so I think this is the best. Nothing else I would have said okay. would worthy for an Oscar nom. Yeah. The one I had is she's also really mean in it. So. Oh yeah, which one? Which one? <laughs> okay, so I went with The Razor's Edge. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's horrible. Yes. <gasps> which I hated her character so much in that. I didn't yeah. even want to see her come on screen anymore horrible <laughs> horrible isn't it? yeah wonderful performance that's what we want yeah right she so means that woman what's her friend called in it let me pull up my notes oh Ann baxter yes because she loses her Ann baxter's character loses her children her, her her husband and her child so i put gene is such a bitch omg she's blaming sophie's behavior after her hubby and baby died on her being drunk all the time oh yeah she's so mean in it yeah she's so mean Poor, and then, and then, yeah, she does have a dissociate at the end. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible and I would have probably liked that movie more if she hadn't been so mean in it or like been in it less or something. But it's I feel like it. yeah. it's the power of that performance. I don't, yeah. she made me feel really awful inside. <laughs> we don't like that. <laughs> what I found really compelling about her performance was. You just never knew what she was going to do next. Yes. And yeah. it always is like worse than what you expected. Yeah. 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 So I just think she did a really good job of creating that sort of unpredictability and just being really scary. She's not yeah. very tall. She's a pretty small person, but. Yeah. Um, she has this aura that is. Yeah. She yeah. It's just very intimidating. Scary. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Like, Tyrone Power is way taller than her, but yet she dominates him. Yeah. Like, she makes him feel so small. Oh, well, I don't want to go traveling with you, peasant. Mead in this. Yeah. yeah. I think that and a lot of other things, maybe not really the movie as a whole, but she she did a great job with that character and you could really feel for Tyrone Power. But also, like, why did he keep going back to her? I don't know. It's frustrating. Yeah. Just go be with Anne Baxter. Right. <laughs> Why her. not? So you're villains then. What you do? You need them to be like morally re- good in a way. Do you know what I mean? Where's the yeah. line of like where a villain can be really bad but still enjoyable for you? Yeah, that's tough. Because yeah, I'd say obviously Hood. Take a shot. Like <laughs> nothing about him is redeemable. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he's still a really interesting character. Yeah. I don't know what the line is for me because maybe it's like Gene is so realistic in being mean. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, even... I know Paul Newman is nothing yeah. like HUD, but like yes. I could see Gene being like this. Yes, yeah, I totally understand. Um, and then I think also in the context of this film, the characters keep going back to her and they don't need to. Yeah. Which makes it more annoying. Like, why do you keep putting yourself through this and like yep. putting me through this <laughs> as an audience member? So I think if there was maybe more of a reason why they had to spend so much time with her, I could see it because then it has to do more with that trapped feeling or that uncomfortable feeling is purposeful, but it just felt like they were putting it in there 
to elongate the film like the film is still long it's like over oh. two hours <laughs> it doesn't yeah, painfully need to long yeah. yeah i'm trying to think okay because a good female villain that i love is nicole kidman in to die for oh okay yeah who she is psychotic and like a, not a good person at all but the film really goes into like exploring her psyche and why she thinks the way she does yeah. and how the world kind of lets her get away with these things because she's beautiful and good at manipulating people kind of person and yeah. so I think maybe with some of these other gene films if they'd gone a little bit deeper into that I would have liked her characters better yeah yeah but I think it was just missing that more human element or something we can as an audience explore or think about yeah yeah no well no. very well put yeah yeah it's almost like a cartoon yeah. character it's just so one-sided yeah just mean for just being mean safe yeah and I think in Razor's Edge like why was she so mean to Tyrone Power so horrible there she's wasn't a snob. yeah there just wasn't really an explanation other than she's just like rich and privileged which yeah to me isn't really enough of a in a reasoning yeah did you want to move on to favorite co-star sure yeah who did you have okay so we already talked a bit about this movie but i went for vincent price in oh. dragon wick <laughs> i have also gone for vincent price is- <laughs> no way oh my god i just went with him because to me he like stood out the most yes as a co-star i did feel like he was the best part of that movie the relationship was I mean I kind of knew it was gonna happen but I wasn't sure how it was gonna happen and I'd say like I didn't like seeing him take advantage of her but it was just like why did it go the way it did yeah and why you could see why she would fall for him I just felt like a lot of her co-stars were boring (laughs) boring or took the shine away yeah but I feel Um, like Vincent he did great but then i I didn't feel like he overshadowed her. Yes, 100%. But I just think everybody else. I was, eh, this boring vanilla yeah. man. <laughs> That's the Dana Andrews effect. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so I just think it's interesting that, that she got paired with boring guys i just didn't think they could play off each other very well yeah maybe that's why her performances weren't the best yeah as well that's true and i like to do an episode too. Too. oh okay yeah yeah he they what did was he was in laura and the razor's edge oh perfect yeah. he was the in laura he was the guy who was like really obsessed with her the old yes, guy Decker. Yeah, yeah yeah oh my god i did not put it together as the same guy yeah <laughs> he was reading my notes obviously so what happens in laura this is not what his character is but i put that he was a bit of like a gbf in laura but then obviously you find out that actually, no, he's obsessed with her. I loved him in The Razor's Edge because he was so sassy. He was also such a bitch. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> but in a fun way. <laughs> I did not put that together. Yeah. Oh, yes, okay. Love him. He is pretty. So, I would have said him, but I just feel like they didn't really interact that much in either yeah. of those films. Yeah. So I just, I went with someone she did. But yeah, I love him. He's fun. <laughs> I really like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I, did not I know knew him. you would like him. 
So what's your Vincent Price? I actually just went for him as a whole. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like cheating. (laughs) (laughs) No, let me look. This wasn't what I was thinking, but it came to me. They're all kind of different roles in a way. He is, I'm going to say it, in Laura, he is such a wet wipe. He is not Vincent Price. He's not sinister. He's not scary. Like, he's, he's just, he just gets walked over. Uh-huh. And I thought that was brilliant to watch. I was like, oh my God, like, I love this. Leave it to heaven. And um, you don't really know his true intentions when you see him for the first time. Because you don't know what Jean is actually like. Yeah. This is in the beginning of the film. So you think she's actually just normal when she's literally a psycho. He was her ex-fiance? Yes. Yeah. A fiance. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was so disappointed they did nothing with that plot line. No. You wanted her back. Like, you really yeah. wanted her back. And yeah, yeah they, they did not develop that. I was really disappointed. Could you imagine those two together? What? Yeah. <laughs> that would be chaos. <laughs> At least they'd be together, you know what? Let them be insane together. Yeah, because, I mean, he was later revealed to be insane, too. Yes. I don't know. They were not perfect. That's yeah. Like- Made in heaven. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just, I, yeah, I feel like he, he really worked well with Gina. I think they mm-hmm. had a chemistry together. I'm going to say it, and you're going to be like, Louise, Louis, he is so famous. I think he's underrated. I think Vincent Price yeah. is underrated as an actor because everyone just expects him to be like the scary guy. Uh-huh. But he's not. He's so much more. I just love him. Yeah. He's also, also well. really funny. Yes. yes. Yeah. I was about to say that. He is so funny. I like that we both picked him. <laughs> yeah, same. We're Vincent girlies. We're Vincent girlies all day long. <laughs> oh, God, this is such a tone shift. Yeah. Should we talk about Jean's personal life and what she had to go through? Sure. Which <laughs> is completely 180. <laughs> like. Yeah. But I also just feel like it might be good talk about it you know what I mean get out and stuff because what she went through with with the shock therapies and in rather with a pregnancy is just beyond anyone's even what you could imagine for someone oh my god it's so scary to think of it yeah um but yeah so she had a lot of issues with her mental health which sucks so much because obviously this is the 40s or let's just say 50s yeah 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 like 50s late 40s yes and that's not a good time not only for someone to have mental issues but for a woman to have mental health issues yikes it's so sad it's just frustrating and thankfully we can say now we don't have shock therapy anymore we've got actual resources to help people that like really upsets me when I feel like oh if only she was now it would be okay and the stigma as well it's just gotten better thank god obviously not completely there we've still got a long way to go but yeah it's just so sad it's very upsetting i was doing some research and shock therapy does still exist yes sorry and i was like yeah yeah you're very true why i was reading all these articles and they were all like oh it's actually a really good way to cure yourself or whatever and there's not really any side effects and i'm like really wouldn't there be side effects it's like a seizure in your brain yeah it's literally electrocuting your brain. Yeah. But like you said, unless maybe the procedure has gotten better. It's weird that it has, is a good method at all and ever was because, 
I think it puts people more into the mindset that your mental health issues can be cured and they're just like a sickness or whatever, and it will just go away. And so I think that's putting too high of expectations onto people. Sounds like drugs in a way where it's like you need to keep doing it to stop feeling bad, but then it makes you feel bad. So you have to keep doing it. This is kind of an endless cycle. Yes. And then what are you really doing, but just making yourself feel worse? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. But then once again, like it wasn't Jean's idea and she did not like it at all, but it was just what you did back then. Yes. There wasn't really any other option. I think it's helpful to know about this stuff because it puts into perspective how treatment has evolved over the years. And that was only what? Yeah. Years ago? Not long ago. Yeah. Yeah. There's people Um, obviously still in people's lifetime. Yeah. Nah. And I think for me, I struggle with depression and anxiety and it really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I That's just think it's understatement. <laughs> yeah. It's important to to learn that it's like something you just have to deal with. It's yes. not really something that will just go away. Yes. But I wish there were better ways to go about it. And I think people thought like shock treatment and drugs and all that stuff that made it possible for things to go away. Yes. But I don't know. Even the stigmatism of, oh, it will just go away. Not right. That's not how you deal with anything. Oh, it'll just go away. I'll do this and it will go away. I wish. Yeah. God. (laughs) Oh my God. I would love that. Yeah. Just click and all my issues are gone. It's just the change in tides and change in in, um, um, attitudes towards Mm -hmm. it. You see, you hear stories about these like old actors in Hollywood and you're like, yeah, that's literally depression. That's signs of depression. That's Mm -hmm. anxiety. And it's, it's just never diagnosed or anything like that, let alone cured. It's just, just crazy. There was a reason she was dealing with all these things that was more than just like a genetic or a psychological thing. Yes. It was like her yeah. work and yeah. her daughter yes, and her husband's and like all that stuff. And so I think it does also have to do with how people viewed women of the time. And we're just going to lock you away and you can just deal with it and we don't have to deal with the consequences yeah and you'll be all better yeah that was the viewpoint was just like you're not our problem it's mad isn't it so I think just shining a light on why a lot of women in Hollywood and men too uh yeah, yeah, yeah. had to like why stuff certain things happen to them it does have to do with Hollywood itself so yeah yeah and there's a reason why a lot of old Hollywood actors had mental health problems and like drinking problems and all that stuff. Yep. Oh, yeah. This seems to be like the main thing people know about her, but I don't even really hear it in a productive way. It's more of a shock factor kind of thing. It's like, yes. oh, did you know she had to go to mental hospitals and get shock therapy and stuff like that? It's never like, why? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just saying, oh, yeah, this that's really not productive in the slightest no oh, I not to phrase this but we can still not like her film yeah <laughs> that wasn't like I yeah I have so much sympathy for her and I think she's so incredibly brave and to see someone like that go through those things 
I'm glad she got away from Hollywood in the last yes. 30 years of her life. She just lived with a husband that she was very happy with yeah. and she had a lot of yeah. friends and she just did not interact with Hollywood at all. And I think that was oh, for the cool. best. But yeah. I can sympathize with her as a person and definitely wish things had turned out better for her in that respect because nobody should have to deal with um, fearing for their life every day or will I can I trust this person and yeah yeah that must have been really terrifying but I'm glad she was able to finally get some people who supported her exactly that's a very nice ending yeah yeah but I guess another subject (laughs) I think another big reason why she dealt with all of these mental issues was just feeling a lot of guilt and internalized it was like a reaction to all of this stuff she internalized over what happened with her first daughter Daria yeah who was born with a lot of mental disabilities and so she never progressed mentally past the age of four or five I believe yeah but she lived to be 66 I think yeah she died in my in in, in our lifetime yeah like 2010 or 2015 I can't remember one because yeah. one of her daughters died in 2010 and another mm-hmm. died in 2015 she's like really close yeah so I just I had I did have a couple of questions for you about this whole situation which is she sent her daughter away to basically a mental institution when she was like four yeah and she wasn't like part of their family how do you feel about that and like, how do you think that sort of represents the 40s ideas of mental disabilities? Yeah, it's so tricky because obviously you never know until you're in that situation. Maybe Jean thought that the best way for her to get care would be to go somewhere where they would give her care. I'm not completely opposed to it. I'm like, okay, fair. Yeah. Nowadays, there's so much more support. Yeah, maybe that's a bit conservative, but I, yeah, I don't hate her for it. Yeah, no. It's, not, it's very difficult to have a disabled child. So uh, I I get it. I get it. Yeah. What about you? I think it has to do with, it was the 40s. People with any sort of difference, they were viewed as being a burden or not really worthwhile. It was incredibly hard for Jean to make the decision. A lot of doctors and people in her life pressured her to send her daughter away. And she really did not want to and so I think it was just all of the input from other people and then another thing is I don't know if you watched the movie but there is an act the Christine movie and book called the mirror cracked that's based off of this whole experience and I was just wondering what you thought about that so I've not seen it okay didn't know about this and then I've obviously I think we've all seen the clip of Elizabeth Taylor and Kim Novak sparring <laughs> yeah. with each other, which is iconic. Uh-huh. And then I find out what it's about and why Agatha Christie wrote that. And I don't like it. I don't yeah. think I could watch that scene again as a joke. I don't think I think if people knew what was that, that film was based on, I think they would not. They probably would because society is worse. But yeah, it makes me feel a bit icky. I don't like it. So she made this book and it's a woman who's pregnant and then what happened to Jean? She gets mm-hmm. ill and the baby gets mentally ill um didn't write term but so yeah that's like the twist too yes yeah that's a twist yeah yeah that's not good yeah which i think makes it worse 
Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Awesome. And this is in Jean's lifetime as well. Yeah. Really nasty stuff. I'd seen the movie and I didn't know anything about Jean. I didn't know it's about yeah. her. I didn't know about it until after I watched the movie. Yeah. Um, if you don't know, it's not apparent. Yeah, you you wouldn't know. Like, yeah, yeah. which I think is fine, but I also just think it's it just has to do with society's fascination with what's the word? Sort of like trivializing people's real lives, and like yeah. real traumas. Yeah. Like, it's an interesting story from that standpoint, but it's like person people's real life yes i think also it just desensitizes people to real issues that real people face as well because it's like oh it's just a twist in this mystery movie and i also feel bad for her daughter as well because i feel like then she's just known as jean tierney's daughter who was like a problem for her or whatever Yeah. yeah i don't know she was just that? a kid. Yeah, she, it wasn't yeah. her fault. I read her memoir and just the way what she did talked. What she speak about? Yeah, I don't, it, it made it worse. Okay, like, okay. She definitely did speak of Daria as though she was a burden. And it was a very yeah. self-centered take on that. And of course, obviously, she has a right to be upset about it. And this woman should never have broke quarantine to come and talk to her. Yeah, um, but I don't know. I just think for her to be like, "Oh, life is so unfair because I got this daughter with mental disabilities." It's just a very outdated way and yeah. kind of a sad way of looking at it. But I don't know. I think it's very complicated, and I'm not trying to judge her, but it was a little uncomfortable. I think like some certain things she said. Okay. Well, but I, it's just up for interpretation. I think that was just my viewpoint. No, that's fair. Maybe you shouldn't say that in a book. Don't put that in your book. Yeah. Maybe keep that. that. Yeah, that's not right. No. But yeah, I can't comment too much more on all this because I couldn't find that much stuff online other than just like what happened and then what Jean had to say about it. But we can move on to more positive (laughs) things if you want. Yes. Oh, yes. Get it back Um, up. So we did get a follower question from Chad Kinohead <laughs> and he wanted to know what are some modern movies that we would cast Gene in. Can I be really bad? I didn't. They're not modern. <laughs> sure, that's fine. I just went down our normal route. Oh my God, I'm the worst. I'm the worst. <laughs> um, what time period? 60s and 50s oh <laughs> oops <laughs> that's okay when I had actually forgotten until I was looking at something earlier about an actress we were talking about I watched the I watched the pleasure seekers Jean's last film and oh my god it's awful but I've also loved it I thought it was brilliant <laughs> I wanted to be a camp classic it, it was incredible and the film it put me in the mind of was Valley of the Dolls and uh, so I thought that in that air era, Jean would have made a great Helen Lawson. Oh, yeah. Just, she'd be great in that role. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we love her being catty and bitchy. Like. Your favourite. Exactly. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and I also thought about, actually, it's a film with Rock Hudson. And I think it's All That Heaven Allows, where, like, he gets with this, like, old housewife. Oh, Jane Wyman. 
Yes. Yeah. 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 I've seen yeah. that one. I just wanted to see it with Rock Hudson. She deserves yeah. it. She has a little fun movie. Yeah. yeah. She gets him a fit guy. No, they were all. <laughs> I thought about that as well. But those were not modern. And I'm no. so sorry. <laughs> I'm so bad. Okay. <laughs> I know you didn't like this movie, but I went with Reese Witherspoon's character and. <laughs> Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, wow. Okay. There's this movie I watched called The Mating Season, where her okay. character in that kind of reminded me of Reese's character, where she was like the. Oh, yeah. We all know a Reese. Yeah. We know the Reese type. And then I also, this would be weird. Okay. Probably. But I think she could have been a good Jackie Kennedy. <laughs> oh, that's very good. Word. That's like meta. That's yeah. Like, oh, On yeah. so many different levels. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, she was a society girl and she grew up in that sort of world. She would understand what it was like to, yeah. to be under the, the public eye like that as well. Oh but yeah, God. that would be oh weird. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love that. Well, thanks. Should we do fan casting? Oh my god, yeah. Do you want to do it? Oh yeah. <laughs> this will be our last of the year <gasps> yeah. because oh the rest god, of our subjects right. have biopics. Yeah. She's over Dana just because he's my last one on the show. Sure. Yeah. Now, I, this literally came to me when we were okay. having to talk about Jean's mental health. So I don't know why it came to me then. <laughs> okay. Everyone else was planned. But I thought Adam Scott, he doesn't look anything like it. This is so bad. It's just like, let me look at it. Okay. okay. I'm very glad. I'm trying to give you a chance. Okay. <laughs> okay. I see the vision. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I just remembered he is a, one of his brother is an actor. You could say him. Yeah. He's his brother. I didn't know he had one. Steve Forrest. Oh, sorry. I thought even Adam Scott had a brother. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> He might. Yeah. I was like, this guy can't be Adam Scott's brother. (laughs) His grandpa. His granddad. Oh my God. Also, Dana's name, Dana Andrews' name is Carver Dana Andrews. And Dana Carver must be named after that, right? Who's that? He's the one in in Wayne's World. I just thought that's too much of a coincidence. Oh. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. If, if if I was his mom, I would definitely. Yeah, I get like the joke. Yeah, <laughs> that would be funny. Okay, who do you have for Dana? Okay, I have the her co-star in Leave Her to Heaven, Cornell Wilde. Oh, he looks yeah, so much he like, looks him. like him. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Cornell Wilde is a scientific experiment. Right? Yeah, he looks that like man is not real. 12 different people and no real person at the same time yeah yeah he's scary i don't know very weird man yeah (laughs) but he's he was my pick i like that yeah that's very good he he reminds me of dana as well should do oleg oleg cassini sure where is he from russia russia okay uh, because so he, he's clearly white and I have gone yeah. with an actor of who is not white basically okay no worries <laughs> but um we did that uh, with a past I did it with Jack Nicholson yeah, yeah. 
It's cool. <laughs> Check it over again. It's fun. It's one the one photos of Oleg with Jean. It's called Rita then. So he's got this mustache, pencil mustache. Uh-huh. So I went with Tony Revolori, who's the one in the Grand Budapest Hotel. <gasps> oh yeah. 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 So if he's got yeah. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> but um, he's got long hair now and he doesn't look like how I want him to look. But yeah. if he cut his hair and he had that bit the mustache, he's in. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. <laughs> I think you'll like mine because you like this guy. Oh. I went with Adrian Brody. Oh, yes, that's a great one. That's very good. It's the it's the noses. They're very. Popular. Oh yeah, I like that. Though. That's a that is a shout. Oh, a thanks. Shout. I was really proud of that one, actually. Yeah, no, that's that's in like the top ten, like top five for me. Like, that's very good. <laughs> well, thank you. Okay, who should you do now? Should do Howard. Play sure. the two best to last. Um, so I actually thought Howard Hughes was someone else. Oh, I thought it was Howard Hawks, who's one of my favorite directors. Oh. Ever. And I had an idea because I know what Howard Hawks looks like. He's all uh-huh. dressed up. Um, and so I was like, oh, a good Howard Hawks, a young Howard Hawks, is John Waters, right? Bold. Yeah. But then I googled Howard Hughes. I was like, oh no, that's not him. So was so you should keep it. Yeah. Should I just keep John Waters? Just John Waters. Yeah. So was Gene in one of his films? How far did I'm asking? I don't even know. No. Oh, okay. They just dated. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. He got around. Okay. Yeah. He's quite handsome, though. I get it. Yeah. I could see it. (laughs) So I went with a a, a different number. He's an Italian heartthrob. I went for Marcello Mastroianni. Okay. I, I think I know who you're that. talking about, but he's I got one in, He's the one in La Dolce Vita. Okay. I've never seen any of his movies. I probably should, though. I like him. I mixed two people together. Okay, love that. Because I was looking at, like, young pictures of Howard Hughes, like, when he would have been dating Gene. And he looks up to me like Anthony Perkins. And then mix him with Robert Ryan. Very nice. I like the Anthony Perkins shot. Let me quickly. And then Robert Ryan actually played a character based on Howard Hughes in another movie. So he oh, could really shout. get yeah. like a, like the scary vibe. Yes. <laughs> I, don't really, I don't know much about Howard Hughes. Yeah. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he's an interesting fella. That's he's an interesting sure. character. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they actually made a, a biopic with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. As him? Yeah. Oh, that's the aviator. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah he I doesn't. I don't think Leo looks like him, but that's just me. Yeah. That's obviously where I know the name from now. It all makes yeah. sense. All makes sense. <laughs> yeah. No, that's just that's Scorsese just casting his like BFF. Should do a Tyro. Sure. Our boy Tyro. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna say because I've said it a million times. I think he's a spitting image of Tony Curtis. I like, don't understand how you don't see it. <laughs> I don't. I... I would go to war for this. I will die on this hill. They are literally brothers. We were watching Nightmare Alley. It's all I could think about. <laughs> I'm not going to tell her because she'll, she'll block me. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I don't know. I think I just view them as two totally different entities. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> like Tony Curtis just is Tony Curtis. Yes. Yeah. No, I get that. I totally get that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know if you love pyros. I don't, I'm not sure about this one, but I went with Griffin Dunn. If that's um, what I'm thinking of. I think that's very good. Griffin Dunn. Because, like, weirdly, they even have the same like, gap teeth. Oh my God. That's it's a really great weird. One. Griffin Dunn's the one. That, yeah, he's an American werewolf, right? Yeah. Yes. I, I actually really like Griffin okay. Dunn as well. Yeah. I need to watch After Hours. That looks very good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah, no, that, that's good. Thank you. I know people say this a lot, and I don't see it either, but everyone's like, George Clooney? I'm like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, to me, it's more the aura or the vibe. Yeah. I feel like they match energies. But yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't want to go. Clooney. I don't hate it, though. I don't yeah. hate it. But I didn't want to go that route. I wanted no. to do something else because I went with Griffin because I feel like his sort of like comedic energy is the same as Tyrone's but then I feel like George Clooney's like star persona could compare to Tyrone's yeah that's never mixed we'll do another mix yeah (laughs) we want Griffin Dunn to be on Clooney levels of like popularity I wish I think he should be all right should we do Jean this isn't my pick but I really do think she looks like Lauren Bacall I know we've talked about her loads of stuff but yeah. I think they look alike. They yeah. really do. So I do vibe. But I was watching the greatest film of all time, The Mummy, starring Brendan Fraser <laughs> and Rachel Weisz. And I thought, Rachel Weisz reminds me of young Jean Chan. Mainly Frank James era. Yeah. Okay. Maybe older. Maybe Let's I don't see. think Rachel Weisz now. I'll look at The Mummy. Oh, I love her in that so much. <laughs> Okay. I like that. Librarian. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to be like Evie, and now I am. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, yeah, I like it. Plus, she definitely has that like old Hollywood look. Yeah, she does. She's got a very timeless face. Very yeah, timeless. love her. Yeah. Oh, good job, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. No, I was okay with those. Yeah, crazy. You made me feel way better about them. Okay, all right, here we go. We're gonna end up. Okay, one I went with Gloria Graham. Um, oh, I'm just googling. She's in a lot of noirs. Okay, she plays secondary yeah. characters. Okay, yeah, yeah, she got an Oscar. Oh, yes, yeah, I'm liking it. <laughs> liking there. I think we ended on a very good note with those. A little high for sure. Yeah, for sure. We can be proud of those. That was really good. <laughs> and that we wasn't too negative, the episode. We were very good. My was... my last thing to say about Gina yeah. would be just like a lot of her films are on YouTube. So just give it a try and you might actually like them. Yeah. Just because we didn't doesn't mean you won't. Yeah. I feel like obviously our opinion isn't the opinion. And I don't really like a lot of noirs or war films or whatever, which is a large portion of her filmography. So I think if you do then you'll probably find a lot that you will like. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. We just like to talk about movies and share as well. Like yeah. yeah. Perfect. It's just a fun outlet. Yeah. I'm not just trying to be like, oh I I hate movies. (laughs) Never. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Gone But Not Forgotten podcast. Make sure to join me in a couple of weeks for the first episode on our new subject, Bruce Lee. 
I will be breaking down his life and career. We'll see you then. This episode was co-hosted and edited by me, Audrey Cornell, and co-hosted by Louise Coleman. The music was written by Nia D'Amelio. Gone But Not Forgotten is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.